0: Well, thank you all for being here tonight. I want to thank all those who are joining us by live stream as well. Thank you for joining us. The Spirit of God is truly here in this place. Those that are watching live stream, the Spirit of God is right there where you are. So entertain the Holy Spirit tonight. and Let him do what he is meant to do and what he's destined to do. Amen. Tonight, I want to encourage you in the word before we pray. It's the word of encouragement. And that word is simply don't give up. There was this pastor who would pray regularly for, uh, for the attendance of his church on Sunday that he would break the 100 mark. And so and he would do this on a regular basis. And, and one day as he woke up one morning, he looked out the window and it was snowing a lot. Now, of course, you know, his... His spirit sank because he saw the snow, because he knew it meant that, that it's going to affect the attendance of the church that Sunday. So he, it, things looked very bleak. The circumstances did not look good. And he became very discouraged. But at that moment, the Spirit of God brought to his remembrance a parable that Jesus taught in Luke 18 and verse 1 through 8. It was a parable of the unjust judge and the widow woman. And the scriptures starts out by saying Luke 18, one, Jesus said that men ought always to pray and not lose heart. This is what the spirit of God reminded this pastor. And so what this pastor did, he began to pray and he didn't stop praying all that morning. And that Sunday, his attendance re- uh, broke that 100 mark just as he had prayed. And there's a lesson to be learned in this story. And that lesson is simply this. Don't stop praying. I want you to say that with me tonight. Don't stop praying. Those of you watching by live stream, I want you to say that with me. Don't stop praying. Turn to the person sitting next to you and tell them, don't stop praying. Glory to God. Don't stop praying until the breakthrough comes. Don't stop praying until the, the, uh, the strongholds are torn down. Don't stop praying until Christ's being formed in the person that you're praying for. Don't stop praying. Good things happen when we don't stop praying. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, Paul tells us that we are to pray without ceasing. Praying without ceasing is just as vital as breathing without ceasing. How many of you ever try to stop ceasing to breathe? You know, if you try holding your breath, after after a while, your lungs begin to cry out for air. Because you can only hold your breath for just a limited time. But that's how vital breathing is. Well, prayer is just as vital and just as necessary as breathing. I want you to go to Luke chapter 23 and verse 34. Because Jesus sets the example of praying constantly and continuously. Jesus was someone who never stopped praying. All throughout his ministry and all throughout his life, he prayed. Jesus prayed all the way to the cross. Listen to what he says as he he was hanging on the cross. In verse 34, he prayed this prayer. He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Not even the cross kept Jesus from praying. And know that as he was hanging on that cross, dying, he was praying for his executioners. He was praying for his accusers. He was praying for those who mocked him. And as he was praying, there were soldiers who were distributing his garments as they were casting lots. But that never moved Jesus and never stopped him from praying. Glory to God. Even now, Jesus is still praying for us. As he's seated at the right hand of the Father and being called our high priest. The scripture says, go to Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25. We'll read there. Hebrews 7 verse 25 where it says this. Therefore he, meaning Jesus, is always able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. Since he always lives to make intercession... For them. Me- them meaning us. That word intercession means to intercede or to pray for. It means to ask someone earnestly or to make an appeal or to plead with someone on behalf of another. As our high priest, he's our advocate. He is our mediator between us and God. And the wonderful thing is that Jesus Looks after our interest. And he always presents our requests, all of our requests, before the Father. That's what, he, that's what he does. And he does this all the time, every day without ceasing. Jesus is still praying. He never stopped. Now I want you to, let's look at this parable that, uh, that this pastor received from the Holy Ghost. Go to Luke chapter 18, verse 18. Uh, And we're going to read between verses 1 through 8. It's a very familiar uh, parable. We know we've read it before. But what I want you to understand is the, the phrase or the words don't give up. That is a New Testament commandment from the Lord Jesus himself. Jesus, when he taught this parable to his disciples, he was simply teaching them this. Of the importance and the effectiveness of praying persistently. There's something to be said about praying persistently. In Luke verse 1, it says, a late 18 verse 1 says, Then he spoke a parable to them that men are always to pray and not lose heart or not give up or quit, saying there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for, for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she wearies me. Then the, Lord, then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. In verse 7, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, When the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? So, from verses 2 to 5, we read about the story about this widow woman who comes to this judge to receive vindication of uh, 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 justice from her adversary. She's looking for help. And this judge would continuously turn her away. He would reject her. He would refuse to listen to her case. He would ignore her. Constantly. And so, But she would keep coming and coming. And here's one thing that I want you to understand. Unless this woman had a, had a very powerful person in, in high places. Unless she knew someone who was very powerful or had money or influence. She would, right now at this point, she would be hopeless. It was a hopeless situation for her because she knew not, nobody. She was a woman who was on her own. She had no support. She had no help. She had no representation. She had no advocacy. All she had, the only weapon she she had and relied upon, was persistence. Now let me define persistence for you. Persistence is a firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Other words that describe or define persistence are words like tenacity. Determination, staying power, doggedness, steadfastness, or stickability, or stick And if you stop to think about that, that's what faith is. Faith is a person who is determined not to be moved by what the circumstances tell them. Not be moved by what the circumstances look like. But they are determined to stand upon the promises of God and not be moved by anything or everything or not even hearing the voices that they hear. But they are determined to stand on God's promises until the promises have been fulfilled. That's what faith is. Faith is determination. Faith is tenacity. Faith is steadfastness. Faith is standing and having done all to stand. And so this unjust judge... Because of the woman's persistence, gave in to her wishes and gave her the justice she was looking for. Not because she cared about this widow woman, but because he got tired of her persistence. And Jesus, and let me just say this, Jesus was not comparing God to this judge. Where God would constantly refuse and reject and ignore our requests. No, the lesson that Jesus was trying to teach us, as well as the disciples, was simply this. That if even an evil man can be made to meet the request of a persistent woman, how much more would God, who loves his people, care about our requests? In other words, if an unjust judge will, not, will, will respond to constant pressure, then how much more will a great and loving father respond to our requests? That is the lesson that Jesus was teaching. Simply saying, don't stop praying. Say that with me. Don't stop, don't stop praying. In Luke 18, verse 8, Jesus says, I tell you that he, meeting God, will avenge them speedily. The Amplified Version says it like this. He will defend, protect, and avenge them speedily. And then he finishes that verse by saying this. However, when the Son of Man comes, and this is in the Amplified, Will he find persistence in faith on earth? Again, there's that word persistence. It's an important word. Persistence is prayer. I should say persistence in prayer is a requisite to making an effectual prayer. It makes prayer an effective tool. In James 5 verse 16, if you go there, James says, confess your trespasses to one another. And pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now let me read that that last part of that verse from the Amplified Version. It says this, that the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. Dynamic in its working. And then in Ephesians chapter 6 and in verse 18 in the New Living Translation says this. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Notice what he says. Pray at all times on every occasion. So the occasion may be a bad occasion and it may be a good occasion. But whatever occasion it may be, he says to pray in all occasions. Then he goes on to say, stay alert. And be what? Persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And I want you to notice in these two verses that we are to continuously and persistently pray for one another. That's so important. That's what we're going to do tonight. So Jesus said that we are to pray and not give up. So since not giving up is the will of God then you can be sure that the devil is going to do everything he can to make us to disobey God and give up. Let's be real. We have all been tempted to stop praying. Every one of us have been tempted at some point to stop praying for whatever reason. It could be maybe because the prayer has not been answered. It could be that maybe we have not seen change could mean that maybe we just feel like God is not hearing our prayers but whatever the reason is we are always tempted to stop praying but you know what whenever you're tempted to stop praying understand that that's not God telling you talking to you that's the devil talking to you there's nothing more the devil wants to do is to separate us from God and the only way to do that is by interfering with our prayer life well that's one of the ways that he can do that because understand, he does not want us to pray. The devil will always bring thoughts of doubt. He'll bring thoughts of hopelessness. He'll bring doubts of, of, of uh, disappointment and discouragement. And whenever we feel those feelings, that's a temptation to stop giving up, to stop praying and give up. But please understand that this is not God. This is the devil trying to get you away from Praying from God. He wants to break that connection between you and God. And if it means interrupting our prayer life, then so be it. But understand this. Last week I shared a story with you, or actually a history, about Mary, Queen of Scots, and how she dreaded every time John Knox fell to his knees to pray. And how she would often say that she was more afraid of John Knox's prayers than an army of 10,000 men. Know that the devil also dreads whenever we fall to our knees to pray. Know that the devil is afraid whenever we take the time to pray. Because the devil understands the power behind our prayers. He understands how effective prayer can be. And more importantly, he knows that prayer is God's will. It's God's will for us to make that constant communication with God. And the devil does not want that. So every time we fall on our knees, imagine the devil becoming afraid and dreading. Not wanting you to pray and making that one-on-one connection with God. The devil is intimidated when we pray. So we are not to give up. Because to give up means not to quit. That means you don't quit just because it's taking too long. We don't quit. Just because we don't feel like praying. We don't quit just because your dream is taking longer than you envisioned. You don't quit because uh, you're going through some uh, rough time. You don't quit for any other reason. You don't quit because you don't feel the presence of God when you're praying at that moment. You don't quit just because. God's not called us to be quitters. He's called us to be prayers. And we have to continue to pray because Jesus says not to quit and not to give up. Now, I want you to go to James chapter 5 as I get ready to close. Again, I'm here to encourage you this morning or this tonight. In James chapter 5, verse 13, right through 18, James, as he closes out his letter to the church, he closes out his letter in the same way that he opened up his letter. And that is a call to prayer. In, verse, uh, in chapter 1 he says, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Here in chapter 5, in verse 13 he says, Is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. And keep in mind that when he wrote this letter, it was at a time when the church was under heavy persecution. And God's people were suffering under the weight of the persecution. And so James uh, wrote this to encourage them. And he says in verse 13, if anyone among you suffering, he says, you must pray. He didn't say, it wasn't a suggestion. It was a command. If you're going through suffering, if you're being ill-treated, if you're suffering evil, if you're suffering hardship, if you're in pain, whether it's physical pain, whether it's financial pain, whether it's emotional pain, whether it's relational or marital pain, he says, you must pray. If anyone's cheerful, then you must sing praises. Now, what I want you to look at is this. He says, if you're suffering, you pray. If you are cheerful, you sing praises. So you're either praying or you're praising. But God wants constant communication in every circumstances, in every situation. There's a constant flow of communication going on. So if you're going through stuff, you're praying. But when you're not going through stuff and everything's going, as honky dory and everything wonderful, you sing praises unto the Lord. But either way, you're having constant communication with God. It says in verse 14 Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15 And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can be accomplished, can accomplish much. Verse 17. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. And finally, in verse 18. Then he prayed again. And the sky poured rain and the earth produced its fruit. Now what I want you to notice here is the strong emphasis on prayer. In every one of these verses that I've read to you, a reference on prayer was made. Every verse, he makes reference to prayer. Which means that prayer is the dominant theme here. Now I want to share something with you that I heard a pastor share. And I've never heard this before about prayer. It goes on to say that, when you go into a foreign country, and most of you who have flown to other countries know this, and when you fly into a different country or foreign country, they're going to ask you for a passport, right? Because the passport gives us permission to enter into that new country, to enter into that new location, that new realm. Well, prayer, or I should say when you pray, you're actually leaving the location or the physical, natural realm, which is called Earth. And you've entered into the spiritual realm. Okay, listen carefully now. In other words, prayer is the passport that allows permission to enter into a new location. Or into a new realm. Okay? Prayer is designed to allow us permission to leave Earth, which is this natural realm, and into the spiritual realm called Heaven. So prayer is more than just words. Prayer is about changing location. Are are you hearing me this evening? Without prayer, or I should say with prayer, it opens the door for the spiritual and supernatural. But without prayer, you're limited to just the earth or the natural realm. If I was to ask you for help, it may be something you cannot do. So I'm limiting myself into the natural realm. But if it's something that only God can do, then I have the the passport called prayer. To leave this earth, this natural realm, so that I can gain permission to enter into the spiritual realm. To receive the help that I need. And we all have that passport. It's what the Bible calls prayer. And so prayer is the hotline to the one person that can meet all of our needs. No matter how complex or no matter how impossible the situation might be. One, one pastor says that God's given us a 1-800 number. A toll-free number that we can use to call on God. <laughs> Hallelujah. But and a good example of that is this. The one reason why we pray is simply because it gets us, it gets the spiritual to enter into the physical realm. Okay? Jesus was a good example of that. Uh, If you remember the story when he fed the 5,000 people or 5,000 men, that's not including women and children. Scholars believe that Jesus actually fed between 15,000 and 20,000 people, including the women and children, with five loaves and two fishes. I, and, and the story goes where Jesus wanted to feed them, and he asked, Okay, what do we have to eat? And he said, Well, we don't have anybody. We don't have anything to give them. So, and, and one of the disciples says, Well, that young man over there has five loaves and two fishes. I said, Bring it over here. So Jesus was about to feed 15 to 20,000 people with just five loaves and two fishes. Surely this is not something he can do in the natural. So before Jesus fed them, the Bible says that Jesus looked up to heaven and he prayed, inviting God into the problem. In other words, he left the natural realm and entered into the spiritual realm in order to bring the spiritual down to the natural realm. And because he was able to do that, he was able to feed 15 Thousand to twenty thousand people with just simply five loaves and two fishes. And the scripture says that each one of those individuals that were there ate and were filled, and they were still able to collect twelve baskets, or twelve baskets, yeah, twelve baskets full of extra or leftovers. That's not something that can happen in the natural. That's only something that can happen in the supernatural. Are you with me this evening? We have that ability that every time we go on our knees, two things happen. We cause the devil to be afraid, and we're getting permission to enter into the spiritual realm so that we can bring the kingdom of heaven down to the kingdom of earth in order to change things, in order to do things, to fix things, to change things. Whether it's in our lives, whether it's in the lives of other people, whether it's in our circumstances, whatever it is, we're calling heaven down to earth so that the spiritual can invade the natural realm and fulfill God's will and purpose through what we call our passport or our prayers. So when we pray tonight... Know that we have permission to enter into the spiritual realm. Know that we have the ability to go before God. The scripture says in Hebrews uh, 4.16, let us therefore come into the throne room of grace, the throne room of favor, the throne room of gifts, the throne room of kindness and blessings. And he says that we may find mercy, obtain mercy, and find grace or help or or kindness or blessings to help in our time of need. We have that ability because we have the passport. We have the toll-free number. We have the hotline to heaven. And so tonight we're going to do that. We're going to bring heaven down to earth to do something, to change something, to fix things in this earth. Because how many of you know this earth, this world need some help, need some fixing, need some changing. And we're going to do that tonight, amen? So tonight we're going to continue praying for our leaders. And uh, we can't go by the circumstances. We can't go by what we hear, what we see, and what we, you know, in the news and stuff like that. We can't go by that. We can only go by what our Heavenly Father says. We're going to a higher source, to a higher authority who has the power and the ability to change things. Who knows how to soften a person's heart. So we're going to continue praying for our leaders. We're also going to pray for the media. The media is the most powerful tool of the devil. I believe that the devil is behind this this influence of the media. Because... This media has been promoting uh, fear, promoting division, chaos, um, immorality. It's because of the media that the church is being attacked. It's because of the media that God is being eliminated in many of the institutions. It is through the media that Christianity is being um, uh, attacked and, and, and slandered. Uh, it's because of the media that's influencing our teams distracting them and giving them this false information about themselves I believe the media is a very powerful tool but there's a demonic agenda behind it and we're going to pray against that demonic agenda right now and then we're going to take the time to pray for one another Ephesians 6 uh, 18 which I read to you earlier (coughs) excuse me it says that we have to pray for one another persistently in all occasions all the time and so tonight we're going to take the time to pray for one another pray for every believer believers that are here believers that you may know that go to other churches believers throughout the world we're going to pray we're going to take the time to just you and god pray enter into heaven and begin to bring your request before god concerning the believers of this world so let's continue let's begin by praying for our leaders Our local officials, our state officials, and our officials in our federal government. And again, we may do this every week, but you know what? That's okay because the Bible says never stop praying. So we should not stop praying for our leaders. Okay. They may make some bad decisions, some boneheaded decisions, some decisions that might be uh, detrimental to Christianity, but we're going to pray anyways. If Jesus can hang on a cross and pray for forgiveness the very people that nail him to the cross how much more can we pray for our leaders in spite of what they do or say amen let's pray father god we pray for all our leaders as we continue to do so every week father god because your word says to pray for those who are in authority and so father we do that but we do it with conviction We do it because we believe that our prayers are being heard and that you're receiving our request. Father, we're using the passport called prayer to leave this earth, to leave this natural realm that we may enter into the spiritual realm, that we may bring heaven and all of its supernatural power down to this earth. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you begin to instill in every leader a conviction, Father God, a godly conviction, Father, you'll help turn their hearts, Lord God, towards you. Father, they'll begin to lead in righteousness. Father God, that they'll begin to recognize and acknowledge you as God. Father, they'll begin to develop a, a, a godly fear and reverence for you, Lord God. Father God, that they'll begin to make changes, Lord God, in their attitudes, in their in in their thinking. Lord God, we pray for every leader who are holding powerful positions from the president on down to our very local leaders, Father God. Men and women who have influence, men and women who have the power to make decisions that affect the lives of people around them. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that there'll be a holy accountability, Father God, in their leadership. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you begin to, to rain down your love and your power, Father God, amongst them. And Lord, that they'll come to know you in a personal way. Father God, that the leaders will be affected, hallelujah, by the Holy Spirit. And that the Holy Spirit will begin to change and shape and transform their hearts. And Father, they'll be able to turn their eyes to you, Lord God. Father, that you give them wisdom to lead this country in a spirit of peace and unity, Father God. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you remove any leader, Lord God, that will promote division and evil and 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 and, uh anything lord god that will be harmful and hurtful not only to the citizens of this country but also to the believers of this country father we pray in the name of jesus that you remove every evil agenda from our government and father we pray in jesus name you fill that you raise up leaders lord god that will promote righteousness and godliness and holiness father god father we pray hallelujah for revival in this land. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus. That the Holy Spirit will sweep this country with revival. And Father God, that people will come and fall on their knees. And cry out the Lord Jesus, hallelujah. To come into their hearts and lives. And Father God, we pray that you rule supreme in this country. Lord God, that this country will once, once again be a nation under God. Hallelujah. And Father, that our leaders will recognize that hallelujah we'll acknowledge that in the name of jesus father we thank you lord as we continue to lift our president and vice president to you lord god as you order their steps father god father as they make decisions father that decisions that they make will be led and guided by your spirit father god that you surround them with godly men and women lord god that will advise them lord god in a godly manner father help them Strengthen them, lead them, guide them, Father God, and begin to reveal your will and purpose for this country. And Father, they'll begin to uh set laws and, and write legislation, Father God, and, and 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 pass bills, Father God, that will favor this country and the people of this country. And Lord, that you, hallelujah, will be acknowledged as the one true God in this nation. Father, we continue to pray for our leaders father for wisdom and direction we continue father god to remove every selfish agendas lord god every selfish influences father god and begin to fill them lord god with a spirit of love and unity and purpose and meaning hallelujah father god that they'll begin to walk in righteousness Father, we pray, hallelujah, that the light of the gospel will spread throughout this country, Lord God, and shine forth upon this country in the name of Jesus, bringing revival and changing lives, Father God. We pray that the gospel, the word of God will prevail in this country, turning this world upside down, turning this country upside down, as Paul did during the days when he preached the gospel. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that the church will have relevance in this country, Raise up the church, Father God, to take its place as leaders, as influential leaders, Father God, in this country. Hallelujah. That the leaders will come to us for direction and guidance, Father God. That they'll come to us for wisdom and direction, Father God. Father, in the name of Jesus, raise up church leaders that will not be intimidated or be afraid, Father, to stand up for righteousness' sake. Men and women, Lord God, who are not afraid to walk a holy life, Men and women of God who are not afraid to speak truth. Hallelujah. But Lord, let your truth prevail in this country. Let your truth prevail, Lord God, in our governments. Hallelujah. Oh, Father God, we continue to lift them up to you, Lord God. Every leader in government, every leader in in the cabinets, Lord God, every leader in in our judiciary system, Father God, every leader, Father God, in our legislative system, Father, we pray for them. That you give them a holy conviction to do what is right. To make laws that is right and that is godly and that is righteous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Father we look to you and pray for you Lord to you Lord God. Because we know that you can do all things. We know there are things that we can do but Lord there are things that only you can do. And we pray Father God that you give us the wisdom to do what we need to do to do our part in this country but lord we pray that you come down and do the things that only you can do to make this country a better place to live a country that is a godly country lord god a country that promotes god a country that promotes you A, a country that promotes righteousness hallelujah father right now we come against every evil being every demonic force Every demonic influence that is behind our media, Father God, that is promoting hate, that is promoting division, that is promoting anarchy, Lord God, disorder, disruption, Father, in the name of Jesus, disrespect, Father God, Father of media that is controlling the minds and influencing our teens, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father, a media that's spreading lies and untruth, Lord God. And we pray in the name of Jesus that we bind the devil right now and bind those evil influences that are standing behind and controlling our media, Father God. And Lord, that you raise up men and women of God that will have some influence, Lord God, in our media to be able to promote justice, promote fairness, to promote righteousness, to promote godliness, to promote uh, moral things, Lord God, moral values, hallelujah father god to promote the gospel hallelujah praise be in the name of jesus father we pray against every demonic agenda every demonic um strategy father god that is being used in our media system and father we pray in the name of jesus father god as we come against those things right now father that they will not have influence over our children they will not have influence over our teens. They will not have influences on our church, in our government, Father God. Father, they will not have any influence in our society, Father. But Lord, that we'll be able to call those things, Father God, that th- that we'll be able to reveal the darkness, Father God. That we'll be able to shed light on that darkness and expose the darkness behind this media, Lord God. And Lord that you'll rid it, rid this media of this darkness, Father God. Remove the dark cloud from our media system, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray right now, Lord, hallelujah. Father, back in the day, Lord, people respected one another. People had a godly fear. People, Lord God, uh, were sensitive to other people, Lord God, were sensitive to the moral values, Father. We pray that you bring that back in the name of Jesus and that you set people in place, To help bring and promote those moral values back into our country. Back into our media system. Into our television, Lord God. Into our radio, Lord God. And every other media outlet, Father, in the name of Jesus. So that when people are hearing and watching, they're hearing the truth. They're hearing righteousness. They're listening to godliness. Hallelujah. They're listening to something that is holy and righteous. Hallelujah. Praise be the name of Jesus. Praise be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just take the time to praise Him. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, in advance. Hallelujah. For hearing our prayers. Receiving our prayers. We thank you, Lord God. That supernatural power. In your supernatural presence, Lord God, will fall upon this place, but also fall upon this country. Bringing about change, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for fixing what's, what's broken in this country. Thank you, Father God, for restoring, Lord God, what was once taken away, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for restoring freedom, unity, peace, righteousness, hallelujah, into this country. Hallelujah. Father God, that all the institutions that pulled out God in the name of Jesus, Father. Father, that you bring back God. That you bring yourself back into those institutions, Father God. That they'll allow the name of Jesus in prayer, Father God, back into those institutions. Hallelujah. That the people of this country will recognize that you are the supreme God. The supreme ruler. The sovereign God over this country. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, that there'll be a godly fear in everyone. We bind a spirit of arrogance. We bind a spirit of pride. Hallelujah. We bind a spirit of self sufficiency. We bind that spirit, Lord God, that relies upon their own intellect, Lord God. A spirit, Lord God, that, that thinks of themselves more highly than they ought to think. And Father, we pray for humility in this country, for humility in our leaders. Father God, we pray. Remove the pride and arrogance, Lord God, in in, in the leaders, Lord, that that are in authority. Lord, bring them to their knees and let them know, Father God, they are nothing without you. Father, that you may humble them, Lord God, and let them know, Father God, that without you they can do nothing. But with you they can accomplish all things. Father, we pray for salvation in the land. We pray salvation for this country, Father God. Save this country from themselves. Save this country from anarchy and, and uh, disunity, Father God, and, and division. Save this country from hatred, Lord God. Hallelujah. Save this country, Father, from the injustices that have been demonstrated throughout. Father, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Save this country, Father, from itself. Hallelujah. Rome was considered to be the most powerful country or empire in the world. But Father, they fell because of the putridness that was within their society. It was within themselves, Father God, that caused their fall. It was the evil and the division and disunity and every kind of perversion Father God in, the, in that country that caused that Rome to fall but Father we pray for this country Lord God that it will not come to that place that we will not fall because of our own sins Father God but Father God that you will be able to forgive our sins Lord and be able to raise up these men and women Lord and, and they'll have a revelation of who you are and what you've accomplished on the cross that they all come to know Jesus as Savior and Lord that they all come to realize father god that without jesus they are lost forever hallelujah give them a sense of eternity father god let them begin to wonder where will they spend eternity and bring a conviction in their hearts father god we pray this father in the name of jesus <coughs> thank you lord Thank you, Lord. Next few minutes, I just want you to just get along with God and use the passport to enter into his throne room and begin to pray for one another. Pray for all the believers here in this church, but also in other churches and throughout the world. So we'll just take a few minutes to do that, just you and God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. 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 Yes, the presence of God is here. The presence of God is here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We we thank you for what you're doing here tonight, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for, for your presence. We thank you for hearing our prayers. Lord, we pray for the salvation of these people, Lord, who are written in these cards. We pray for their salvation, Lord God. We pray that they'll come to have a revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ in their lives. Lord, that they'll begin to realize, Lord God, how they've been forgiven of everything they've done. Father, let them know, Lord, that they've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you for saving Ricky and Eric and Matthew. Freddie Ortiz. Hallelujah. And his family. Also, Chantel Ortiz and her family, Lord God. And, Lord, we thank you, Father, for all of these names that are written in these cards, that their names are being written in your, the land's book of life through our prayers. Father, we lift them up to you, Father God, that you touch their hearts, soften their hearts, and begin to shape them and mold them to be children of God. And, Lord, we thank you. We pray for healing, Lord God, of Matthew from blood clots in his legs and, and, and from diabetes. We, we pray for healing for Felix Ortiz Camacho, Lord God, and Jennifer Ortiz, Father God, from whatever it is that's ailing them as well. We pray for Lisa, Lord God, who's got issues with gallbladder and stomach issues, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We pray for healing and wholeness. We pray, Father God, for Nicole, Lord God, from the dermat. Uh, I'm going to try, try to pronounce this... Uh, Dermatellitis, which are tumors on ovaries, Father, we, we come against those in the name of Jesus. We speak health and healing, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father, touch them with your healing touch. Lord God. We pray for Jennifer Ortiz, Lord God. Heal her from the from issues in her lungs, Lord God, and from this sickness. Julio, Lord God, we pray also for that you heal him from his sickness. We pray, Father God, that you pray uh, for, for our Lord God. We pray that you heal him from diabetes and impossible amputation of his leg. Lord, we pray that you save his leg in the name of Jesus. We pray, Father God, for supernatural healing in every one of these individuals, Lord God. And Lord, we pray that you bring glory and honor to your name, Father, through the miracle power that you demonstrate in their lives healing and through salvation father we thank you we honor you today father god for hearing our praise and honoring our prayers tonight on behalf of these folks lord god that we lift up to you thank you for your faithfulness thank you for your love thank you for your loving kindness for every one of them lord god and we thank you in advance for health healing and salvation In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. While we're still in the spirit of praise, the spirit of prayer. I want to be able to give those who never gave Jesus, who never known Jesus as, as their Lord and Savior. I want to give you an opportunity to get to know him. Because by receiving him as Lord and Savior. You're acknowledging that he died on the cross for your sins and having forgiven you of everything you've ever done. Washing you by the blood of Jesus. Think about that. Think about everything you've ever done. And think about everything been wiped clean and forgiven. It's like you have no past. But when you receive, when you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, you have a new beginning. The scriptures tells us that all things have passed away and all things become new. And so I want to give you that opportunity, those that are watching live stream, those who are here tonight. If you've never given the Lord Jesus, if you've never come to know him as Lord and Savior, if you've never invited him into your heart, then I just want you to just simply repeat these prayers after me. It's a very simple prayer. And when you pray these prayers, I want you to mean it with your heart. And I want you to believe that when you say these prayers, that God will come in, the spirit of God will come in and begin to start changing your life the moment you receive him. But it takes a step of faith. It's all about believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you do that, then you will be saved. So say these prayers with me. Those of you here tonight, those of you that are watching, repeat these words after me. Father God, I ask you to come into my heart and into my life disrupt everything that's in my life and bring order and peace through the Lord Jesus I believe that Jesus died on the cross just for me and having forgiven me of everything I've ever done and Lord I thank you for loving me as I am and receiving me as as, as sinful as I was and accepting me as a member of your family. Thank you for calling me your son or your daughter. And Lord, I thank you. That I believe in the Lord Jesus. And because I believe in him. I am now saved. And I'm a child of the king. And for this I thank you. In your precious son's name we pray. Amen and amen. Now if you said those prayers. You are now a member of God's family, a child of God, which is reason for you to celebrate because now you have a new life. Everything you have ever done has been wiped away clean. Now you have a new beginning, a new purpose, a new meaning for your life. <laughs> Let me ask you to do this